Hi everyone, welcome back. Being the Work is all about bringing our journeys of self-care and supporting each other as helping professionals to possibly support you along the journey. We all have this journey towards self-care, trying to give some more humanity to that term and, uh, you know, be able to see one another as human beings and be able to do our job in a way that we enjoy doing our work, bringing meaning back to what we do. This is part two of a conversation we started last episode. We are so happy to be with you today. Today we're talking about what's been happening to us since we started the podcast, so... We uh, really appreciate you being with us. We want to hear from you. Send us an email, beingthework at gmail.com. You'd also get in touch with us on Instagram at beingthework and on LinkedIn at that same handle. We also just uh, started a Patreon. We're just uh, getting together a, a community of professional helpers who want to get some support from one another. So go check us out, patreon.com slash beingthework. If you also would like to support our podcast, you can go to beingthework.com slash support and you can leave us a tip there. Doing that or the Patreon would really help us just, you know, pay for some of the platforms that we use for this. We do this just out of pocket and we really care about what we're doing. Also, you could go to any of the uh, listening apps that you use and leave us a positive review. That would really help. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Tomorrow will mark three years since I quit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so... Two months of notice. That is like dead center of COVID. COVID. We were still social distancing from everything. Right. I had moved home to do work from home, and I've never been back since then. Man, there have been... Traumatic wounds, I want to say, has like been the big thing. Like, con- like mm. regular, regular, like shocks to my nervous system. With um, you have been thrown down to the gauntlet of test your limit kind of life. <laughs> it's been a lot, a few times. Yeah, it's not like you're going through yeah. one episode, one incident, mm-hmm. one event kind of thing. Like you've had no. a few things stack these last few years that. Yeah, no, I think I has like, even fueled this process in a different way. Yeah, so I had some pretty close family members that um, one went through like, a pretty big abusive situation, drug abuse to cope with it, and got really down and uh, was considering suicide. I found all of this out later after they reached out to me, and they were asking if they could come live with me. And I was like, of course, absolutely. I don't know what's going on with you exactly, but let's go. And at the same time, when I was talking to this family member, another family member was basically dying, had to go to the hospital, and then ended up staying with us. And so we didn't have room, but also I felt terrible. I just felt absolutely terrible having to choose between who am I going to help. But, you know, I, I got them hooked up with folks and it was a better situation. So learning just that about my family and then also having some near death like hospital experiences in the middle of the pandemic without being able to go see them at the hospital or even know what was going on. That was really hard. Um, I was in the middle of a of a suicide assessment with a client and heard a huge fall and thought this family member who 
had just gotten out of the hospital, fell down the stairs, which is right next to my, my door to my office. So that was incredible dissonance, like trying to figure out who do I take care of in a very huge, what I felt was very much life or death mm -hmm. for both people. That's a bigger story for later, maybe. Yeah. Same family member passed out. I had to do some like first aid stuff. Well, and I think if I'm, I think that if people have been sort of along this ride with us, they'll be familiar with a couple of these steps, mm -hmm. but maybe not aware of everything else that's going on around it while you're trying to deal with managing a very sick family member mm -hmm. and everything else. Yeah. It, it all sort of led to just this, you got to get real about taking care of yourself and putting boundaries and limits to what you do and what you, how, you, how much you give, how much I give, which led me to be a little bit more transparent and honest with my caseload about what I could do and what I couldn't. And it was very freeing, but very difficult. That's probably what I'm speaking to when I'm saying like, those influences changed this pathway for you mm -hmm. in some healthy ways. Like yeah. that was a pullback that you needed mm -hmm. to do anyway and didn't know how and didn't yep. feel right. legitimate in doing, even no. under the circumstances you were in where it was mm -mm. like inarguably what you had to do. Yeah. I've never had anybody supervisor or peer ever show me what was, or even like give me an example to look at. When it comes to something like this, it was so unique. I had just moved into private practice. I lost some cases after COVID hit because they didn't want to do telehealth. I'm really just getting at my finances, right? Like, right. what am I going to do? Because if I don't see people, I don't get paid. So then I had to just be honest and go, you know what? Money is not the thing. I'm going to have to give up some stuff. I have to cut some things out because that I realistic sacrifice. need yeah. to get paid less to even survive. I will. Damn it. I was, I was barely hanging on. So I did that and I sent out a big letter to my, my full caseload. I consulted with the owners of our practice and just was honest about what was going on. Some generalities, not like super specific, but just like, particularly the main line was I will be canceling on very late notice. And I, in, in advance, apologize. Yeah, I already uh, know that will happen. I don't like it. <laughs> I can't God. avoid it. I am so sorry. We'll help you get with somebody else if you need. If you need to switch, that's perfectly fine. God, that's so hard though. And it was about 50-50. Some people were like, no, 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 we're waiting. Uh, we're here with you. And then other people were like, yeah, no, this just works out better to, to move on. And, <laughs> you know, that was hard to not think that's a moral failing which is weird, of course, to say it out loud, but the emotional mm -hmm. truth of it all was just like a gut punch. Yeah. Particularly when you're, you're not very self-compassionate and you're not really knowing, you're, you're not honoring the fact that you're human and you have limits. Talking about when you're synthesizing who you actually <laughs> <Right>? are. <laughs> exactly. When we take our work home, we have to live it. Yeah. The, I brought what I do mm -hmm. to where I live. And I think that's mm -hmm. that was just by by some chance the test that was coming uh, down for you. You're talking all, you're talking not just taking your work home and living the things you say to your clients, but you're talking about doing work 
from home and that stark difference like there was very little there's just an automatic you weren't able layer to keep that separate like you wanted to <laughs> no that layer of private was ripped off right not all yeah. of it but that first layer no just like, just but the stark difference showing yeah no, you used to be able to drive 30 40 minutes to get into the home mode ben i worked in a different state than where i live in the pandemic you had five seconds to move from work to home because if that because home is bombarding <laughs> into work all the time like you noticed a lot of uh compartmentalization that you were doing man it was yeah. in my face it was yeah. in my face in yeah. the way that like this isn't working uh -huh. this isn't working anymore maybe it worked maybe maybe it worked it doesn't so know. you've been it just doesn't you quit that job and then you got another one and you quit that one and oh what, yeah what happened so I quit working full-time, moved home to work remotely, got an opportunity pretty quickly to work part-time, which is what I was seeking remotely from home. It's what I was seeking mm -hmm. <laughs> because of the money stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, so that role was one that was a little bit more self-directed. I felt pretty good about that. But then they were taking, let me just be very clear. I was working for a primary care situation where I was treating sort of short-term counseling for their clients, finding resources, doing some coping skills work, the basics. This organization had a lot of issues with paying me. I was waiting two to three months to get my monthly invoices paid out, which wasn't working. The reinforcement for what I was doing while I was realizing just how burned out I was and just how my human had deteriorated and was suffering. <laughs> and I had patched up all of those little bullet holes with a bunch of band-aids of taking care of other people. And if other people are doing their work, then that's like me doing work by proxy. Like all right, of right, those right. illusions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it took, and that was like, oh, and I was playing hundreds of hours of Animal Crossing. Um, <laughs> right, right, and not leaving my house, yeah, and so yeah. it was, and negotiating, trying to figure out if I was going to have to school my children at home because oh, they right. were in this like preschool age mm -hmm. that was sort of in between what was happening with K through twelve kids, but n n I wasn't fully able to just take care of babies at home. Um, for me, the timeline was this collision course of who these two different versions of me I thought I had juggled easily and balanced that it was yeah. this beautiful balance of two really started this that, synthesis yeah like really a journey of, the lanes merged and here yeah. we are and you're saying it earlier like just a second ago you said my human was I don't know I think you were talking about burnt out and I was like yeah yeah you were treating yourself like a little homunculus inside your own yeah bed uh handling your own android like you're just and ben i'm talking about three years but i feel yeah. like just in this year the last few months i have felt like those two people are talking to each other the, they have met they have fought they have not wanted to see each other i shove them together and they they like pop apart Finally, I feel like these two versions of me can sit in the same room and figure out what to do. Because mm. just this week, I had this experience of realizing 
I'm doing a new thing that requires me to use much of the kind of energy that I use in not in one-on-one social work, but in the bigger environments of social work. My macro person is coming out and realizing that my wife and kids don't see her much. So I'm like, I'm using a voice and using an energy and leading something, guiding something, directing something. And my children and my wife are like, what are you doing? What's this? Why are you doing that? Who's this? Well, especially your kids. Well, I guess all of them, right? Because, yeah. I mean, they never I don't know who got was to see your social work. Kind side. of startled. Yeah. Yeah. They never got to see it. See her. So I'm and I'm using it in different places. And I'm telling myself while I'm practicing this in my real life, bitch, you are the same. Per- Sorry, I'm trying not to use that word derogatorily anymore. But girl, you are the same person. Because I feel more self-doubt being a leader in my personal life than I do professionally. The things about my personality that make me difficult make social work very easy. They don't make life all that easy. They don't make relationships, personal relationships, all that easy. I know all of these things about myself instinctually, and I've trained myself out of a lot of them to be more palatable as a woman. Mm. And really? the work, the work that, huh, yeah, believe it or not, you've For also seen real? me in spaces where I, I don't turn it off. No, like, I've seen that. Ben and I have been yeah. in crisis stuff where I don't turn shit off. I have to be the yeah. very hard, very direct, yeah. most intense version of me. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of that that I think are actually skillful. Of course. That no. I, let me back this up. A lot of what I did the first two years that I quit working full time was unleashing most of it. I'm not making myself be anyone. I'm not forcing it. I'm not I'm not putting on that hat. I won't do no, it. I, remember I don't want to do it. I remember the conversations of burnout recovery. We yes. were both in that place of actually looking at how exhausted we both were. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I mean, that, that was a, a big moment for me at least to to offer the i don't know ferdinand to you mm-hmm. and try to like like you were just saying earlier about your clients if they're growing then i'm growing too right if i could offer it to <laughs> you then i knew you would offer it to me and <laughs> i would grow by proxy right and it wasn't until two and a half years or more later that i actually get this connection of you can be Ferdinand to yourself. And like you've been training that for this parallel process to thousands of hours in facilitating therapy to give space to people, to honor people. You thousands for yourself. Oh, sounds so simple. And so, and I think this may also be why I'm so so attached to the Enneagram for a little bit is it reminds me of the things that I like about me that are my instincts that other people don't always like. And a lot of being in the work, and especially the work that we had to do, where we saw whoever showed up. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, seriously, I mean, it's just who walks in the door. That was the nature of a 
constant pop quiz, constant pop quiz Mm -hmm. and constant shifting of what kind Mm -hmm. of energy I need to bring to it. Yeah. To be what I need to be. And I told you, I would drive into vigilance. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But I would drive into work. I would park and I would do that mantra of let me be who they need me to be today and just do the next thing. And it was in a, in a push that was just turn on the faucet and do it. And I'm revisiting that sense of just do the next thing in a much more gentle way. Not getting lost in what does someone else need me to be? What do I need to do next? What is, but no, just what is my body and my mind and my life and those who I have gifted my responsibility to. What's changed? Like why, what, what helped you be more gentle? So I'm just thinking that's not an eight trait from what I was reading. With myself? Yeah. To go slower rather than faster, to be more gentle than aggressive, I to don't, I don't be more patient than urgent. I, it sounds that way, but I don't know that internally it's any of that. Okay. It is more, it's, it's not more even more permission. gentle. It's more, it's the more authentic thing. Cause I'm looking at these instincts and I know they're within me and I've done so much to like counteract them in order to be, it's the same thing I'm talking about that I was talking about earlier about choosing my words. Like I do that reflexively, but sometimes what I mean is fuck off. But I say it in a way that is respectful. And what I did for a couple of years was strip down most of that to just let it all go. I'm going to be as much of what I just, what I feel like being. And now I feel like I've, let myself do enough of that without the discipline of it actually being good for me, that I'm doing more of just what's good for me. And if what I'm saying is I like who I am instinctually, I like who I am internally. I started this process saying, I don't recognize everything inside of my head where that used to be what was most comfortable, familiar right. sanctuary for me. I need that back. Mm-hmm. And so some of that requires not even really slowness or gentleness probably to someone else. But to me, yes, probably some of it. That's what I was thinking. That's where I was coming from because I don't have to hide from me. Right. Because I can take it. That's the whole point. I don't even know if any of this makes any sense. No, it makes sense to me. Like when I asked what's changed to have you act more gently, slower, more patient, like that kind of stuff, like it is, I don't have anything to prove in relativity to you because you are, you're intense, you're passionate, you, you operate with a lot of urgency and change is change is not something that you're patient with. I mean, I'm talking for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Or for the people that you're like closest to in terms of living life together with them. Mm-hmm. Right. If they're intruding on your space all the time, like I've never felt like you come at me like that, but I don't have to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear if we lived together, like we would have, oh, we would have to have other ends of, of, of a place to be like, you're not allowed in my space. I'm not mm-hmm. allowed in yours because no. we would not live well together. No, uh, but uh, no, but Different like, energy. 
Yeah, for sure. But like something shifted, like something shifted for mm -hmm. you to be more permissive of yourself, mm -hmm. to be more accepting of yourself, to um, really let these conflicting parts meet without mm -hmm. a ton of oppositional energy. Yeah, because what they agree on is that conflict isn't the problem. <laughs> yeah, but I think the energy, the dynamic of it all is more accepting and and slower, more gentle, more permissive, more compassionate. Well, and less, just less defensive. I don't, mm -hmm. I just don't need it. Right. Because if I cultivate what I need, I don't have to prove that or defend that to or from anyone else. I have what I need here because I've made it so, and I've made the choices of who I'm connected to mm -hmm. so that my safety net is intact. It's interesting because it reminds me of the two different sort of routes we've taken to address some of our own stuff, to try to embrace more authenticity and genuineness. You mean how you're not choosing yoga and shrooms? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm, I'm more like, you know, I'm going to go do therapy and I'm going to be in therapy and I'm going to do my mindfulness and yeah. A lot of journaling. I still I mean, because I have to admit that I still haven't done I haven't done individual therapy. I've been oh, also, with my wife some. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. Yeah. And I mean I've had, yeah. Her our slash her therapist is a long term person in our lives. So I have connected with therapy without individual therapy, if I'm being a hundred percent honest. And I don't I don't like the word should because it makes me automatically not should equals won't to me. But in an objective way, I still probably, sh I still should. And I'm trying to get my thought around the why not other than simple avoidance. Cause it's, I don't know. I feel like it's more than that. I feel like it comes back to this thing that I keep harping on that I want me connected to me. And I understand, of course I understand the value of an outside person participating in that alongside me well i mean come why on why do i like, just not listen listen uh, i'm gonna so what the jump fuck? in because look the the should of it all like i f i feel your energy shifting into the should of it all yeah and i'm like no let's stop because there is a there is a defensiveness that you were just talking about that holds that energy of not being open and honest with yourself and willing to have this authenticity. And with that, what we're talking about is like who we are, being real with ourselves, and being honest. And so the, the honest part is that you don't trust people. Yeah. And what I'm thinking about is the and they have to battle earn your of trust. getting there with someone exactly. else in order to get there with myself seems so long and so hard and has in this span of time to the point that, yeah, I just haven't committed. I haven't committed right. to it. And, and for me, seen through that lens is incredibly relatable. How many times have I told you, I wish I could see myself for my therapist. Like I want me as my therapist yes right like and and i've also 
given you examples of how I've done that for myself. It's, it's psychotic. But I love it. What does it come down to? Trust. Like when you know how the sauce is made, you have a fucking preference. Right. And so we have two things that. So there's two layers there. Way back. You don't trust people in the first place. Yep. And now I know too much. I swear we're speaking to people, people's insides right now. Sure. People who are professional helpers know what it's like to know the truth of our peers and go, ooh, I don't know that I trust that person. Yeah. Because we all have acted a bit like assholes to each other at times. Well, because then there are some people that are just more, more often untrustworthy absolutely oh, well and that's so just like it. i know the. i have the memories of being the therapist as much as i would be okay with me being my therapist theoretically right and you know how you failed people <laughs> like yeah right. that i would have failed me and i would have said fuck that yes immediately yes and so if i know that about me who i know and trust and i'm saying that i appreciate and like as a person and a clinician and I know that I would say fuck you to me. I'm definitely going to say fuck you to everybody else. Right. So soon it's, that it's going to defeat the purpose. Like, it is very much an eight to trust themselves Ugh. and to know that all they have is themselves or, or, or believe that all they have is themselves. Yeah. And only for that to be where keep, my certainty is, at least. Yeah. Only keep a few trusted people around. If you would say fuck you to you, you know for certain you're going to say fuck you to other people very quickly. I mean, how long did it take you to trust me? And as I ask you that, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know that you do. <laughs> how much? What level? Like, that's not a black and white. Thank you. OK, that's exactly right. But anyway, when, what, I'm where, getting at, how? Yeah. what I'm getting at, at is, work, what I'm getting at is like, you didn't like me at first. Like, no. well, what, I was reading this like <sighs> nice people are sus- suspicious was a line in this book that I was reading. <laughs> nice people are suspicious. About I eights? You, I No, you were, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> eights think that nice people are suspicious. Oh, of course nice people are suspicious. And, and so I think you told me one time, <laughs> or maybe something. you said it on the podcast, like that uh, I looked like I, and acted like a, a youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't yeah. help that you were literally talking about Christian rap the first time that I did to speak true. out loud. That's true. It's a tough first impression on me. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. It, sorry. It not had... sorry. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's, that was the, it reminds me of info dumping. Just what I, you know, <laughs> that, Hey, guess what I learned kind of thing. Just guess what I, yeah, get. but we what both I'm love that. That is the bond. What's happened to us also uh, in the last few years. Hmm. Uh, we have also come to the conclusion, and I actually got assessed. Yay! Ah, welcome yes. to the ADHD club. I could at least approach that, probably. I am I am taking medication for it, and I am in therapy uh, to <laughs> deal, regulation disorder to deal to deal with the adjustment of that. No, I didn't realize the just how in the clouds I was and it, and that that was actually, Hey, you bump into things all the time. You know, Hey, mm. you, you drop things all the time. Hey, you uh, misplace things all the time. And you, you misplace things. You walk into rooms and you forget why you were in, going in there. Yeah. 
Yikes. Yikes. So anyways, that was fun. Welcome to the world fun. of attention regulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That was, it's, it is enlightening and it's kind of fun to know. I think it's also, of course, at the same time, tough to adjust to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think actually some of that realization about how my regulation of time and attention contributes to everything that absolutely was really striking because I was afraid that it created my personality. And then as that settles in to be a likelihood of what makes me feel different sometimes from other people contributed to this gentleness that I think you're perceiving that I felt this contrast of who I am and what my instincts are. And then what quote unquote just seems to happen <laughs> with things falling out of my mind or falling off of my schedule or, you know, getting so fixated on something and then not being able to see it through to completion. And these elements that don't seem to resonate with all of these other things that make up, quote unquote, who I am, what my personality is. But then the overlap of those things and where they all come out. Because I even read the, the descriptions of eights and there's some of this stuff that's like this determination to meet your goals and be so ambitious. And, yep. and yeah, I did a lot of that. And then I burned out and I said, fuck that. It's not making me happy or giving me a whole lot back. I'm going to move over here. And that's where the superpower of unplugging actually benefits me. I can choose to rip the plug on something instead of it just suddenly feeling like it happens to me. I have found an empowerment in some of that isn't my fault. It's not that I'm choosing it. It's not that I'm self-sabotaging. It's not that I'm just an asshole who doesn't text people back, which sometimes I'm an asshole who doesn't text people back. Sometimes I'm this and sometimes I'm that and all of it is who I am. That's my point. And it's all okay because it gives me things and it takes things away from me. And part of this process has been a grief of reaching something approaching middle age, being really in adulting. I will never know everything I want to know or do everything I want to do, but I can be a really good version of me and have a really fucking good life if I focus on what I can do and not what I can't. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, like I'm working on my dissertation and what I'm wanting to do is explore who we are authentically from from the just existential philosophy stuff like authenticity is honesty mm -hmm. it's open to what's there what's real and not shoving any reality aside yeah. and my lived experience is when i am compassionate which means accepting and courageous because that's when i'm most authentic compassion opens us up to our own pain and the yeah. pain of others. And that's authentic. It's looking at the actual humanness of it all, like that we're complex, we're whole, we're interconnected. We can't, when we try to disconnect from parts of ourselves, parts of reality, I mean, we split, we split. And, and ugh, anyways, whatever, I'm getting into this too far. I mean, but, I've treated a lot of borderline personality disorder. Like I'm, relatively well versed in teaching people not to split themselves middle path wise mind like come on yeah how can we hide from mm -hmm. ourselves so hard that exactly what we're doing is exactly what we need so exactly no and it's and and when you try to when you try to hold that synthesis together or even do the synthesis work it's really fucking hard 
Oh, yeah, it's hard. Because the world, especially our society and our, the mental health system, really doesn't care. It doesn't want us to be whole. Okay, can we also admit that that's the other part of why I don't want to fucking do it? I don't want to deal with what my insurance is going to give me as an option. Of course I don't not. want to deal with right. the fact that after two or three sessions, no. whoever this rando mm -hmm. is will probably be like, well, you're pretty healthy. Are you about done? Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't. Well. I won't. I could, well, but why? Well, exactly. That's why. Like, it's about why, right? You have to have a good enough reason to do it. Ooh, and it's so good, man. Also, at the same time, you're convincing yourself it's got to be so good. But also, at the same time, it's about you being honest with what you need. And it's the, the oh. support you have around you to accept you and challenge you, right? Just because you're a therapist doesn't mean that you have any other needs than the actual human being that we, we help. And so, no, you, I don't, nobody should want you to go to therapy just because. But God, man, this is so much of what I'm talking about is like, I'm trying to greet these natural things about me that so much of our system, the world, our society, whatever tells me isn't right. And then I'm trying to counterbalance that with my instincts to avoid and seek comfort and escape. And also I am making intentional effort to lean into those things that I know make me feel better and whole and more comfortable and more spiritual. And how do I know that I am? How do I know? How do you know? How do I know what? I'm not just avoiding? And that's, I, that's, this is my process because so much of what I have learned is to not trust the things that are so simple about me. Ah, shit. I don't know. I think that's the thing. Like you're uh, that that sounds like the dialect mm -hmm. of change. And so what's the counterbalance? Where, where's the acceptance? That's a needed entity of change. And you're talking about what does change look like? Okay, cool. Well, and I what's guess the that's opposite? what I'm asking. What's is, the acceptance? What's the I other? How do I know that I'm growing is the actual point. You've and already I mean, answered that question. I think so. You've already answered that question. And I feel like I'm sensing the 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 energy should. of should, and that's typically judgment and emotional. Well, yeah, because that's what I feel so exposed to is, well, it's the judgment of this thing that I said I was going to do and I haven't, and that feels like mm -hmm. plenty of other things. Yeah, fuck you. What the fuck's your problem? Like, I don't know. I'm we I'm had a whole. I'm trying episode. to put words. What's that look on your face? That, that I do like when the you words try to do my or... voice. It's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> Ah, you're such a fucking stupid bitch. We did a whole fucking episode about how badly I should go to therapy, and then I didn't. I just didn't. Right. And this is just, this is an absolutely honest in this moment. I'm trying to make sense of my own shit. Sure. Of but you're, you're, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know. You're, you're clinging on too hard right now. Like, I don't know. You're trying to watch the pop oil and get certainty. And unfortunately, that's just not. I don't know. Like the, the energy doesn't feel right to me. Mm. I'm pushing back on you. Like, no, look at the truth. Look at the authenticity here, because we've already talked about you took your time. You became more gentle with yourself, became more authentic with yourself and what works for you. The whole time we're meeting this whole time since mm. that episode came out, we have not stopped talking about this. Well, and we started recording right? it because we were doing it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> What I'm saying is change, one, isn't linear. Two, right. therapy is not just the answer. Three, are you in a better place than when you were? Yes. 
right? So like, are you learning about yourself? Are there things probably that you need to go look at in a therapy setting? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we both know that, but I would rather it be smarter, not harder. Yeah. The should energy really bothers me. I'm no, it bothers me too. And it, it's what I'm saying I'm trying not to do. And so I think yeah. that's why this particular thing feels so conflictual to me is I feel a very strong pull in both directions that it doesn't feel like the how right now because I'm finding the evidence of the path I'm already on. So do I force myself to bushwhack this direction <laughs> instead because it's the the path I thought I was supposed to take? I don't It ah. feels to me like we're entering into this portion of we we should prescribe some stuff for each other. So huh. okay. Okay, so what would I say to for you? Um time out. This is what we're going to talk about next time, right? I think based on the evidence that we have had these parallel paths, mm -hmm. similar modes of growth in our own ways that, and we have always had sort of this opposing perspective of one another. Mm -hmm. I would be curious if we were to independently leave this space, do some thinking, do mm -hmm. some research about what we know about one another's personalities and in our actual connected relationship, what we know about each other yeah. and our lives and our motivations and our needs. Okay. To come back and prescribe the next self-care push. So like next self-care for like one another. General theme rather than like skill set or behavior to do. Right. I'm saying pres prescribe the mm, essence of it. Yes. Yeah, sure. Sure. Because Absolutely. the how has mm -hmm. some flexibility. I don't think we can specifically no, tell one another exactly absolutely. what to do. I can tell you that that doesn't go well for me, usually. So don't do it. No, really? <laughs> and and I'm curious <laughs> what comes out of it. we just spent like 25 minutes on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But so no, I like that. I think we're I like both it. in good places got, based like on it. what we've sort of patched together individually. But we haven't been very directive about... I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm, sure. I'm directive anyway. But we've been... No, we yeah. haven't done this formally. I like that. I like that. We give a Let's menu of that. options, give an essence of direction, mm -hmm. and see if that gives us something new. All right. So you're saying next episode, we'll come prepared with some ideas for each other about the essence of what we would recommend for our next path for mm -hmm. authenticity and caring for ourselves. Yes. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Awesome. This was cool. I liked it. Good to see you. Good to be real with you. Always. Everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for pressing that button. We care about you. Reach out to us. Let us know your own journeys and be well. Be real. Do the See you work. next time. All right. Bye. Bye.